0: Welcome to the Lead Gen Leaders Podcast, connecting you to the leading minds in home improvement to discuss all
1: things marketing and leadership. And now your host, Kyle Powers. Welcome to the Lead Gen Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Powers. Today's episode is going to be fun and informative. If you have ever thought about or are doing radio, this is the episode for you. My guest today has spent literally his entire life in and around radio advertising. Growing up with a father who owned a radio station and then later on becoming an account executive and then a sales manager when it comes to radio stations. He started his own company called First Person Advertising in 2008, and he focuses solely on home improvement and home services, lead generation when it comes to radio. Welcome to the show, truly a lead gen leader, Richard Oatman. Hello, Richard. Hello, hello. How are you doing this morning?
0: I'm all right, Kyle. How
1: are you? I'm doing fantastic. Hey, I'm really excited to have you on the show this morning and talk about uh, what I feel is something that I certainly you know, paid the dumb tax and made the mistakes through my career of being a marketing director. But that is the six stupid mistakes that business people make when buying radio advertising and, of course, then how to fix them. But, Richard, before we really get into talking about buying radio and making it successful for your home improvement company, could you maybe give the listeners a little background, kind of who you are and, and what you do?
0: You bet, Kyle. So, I started selling radio fresh out of college. So, I was a, uh, a bright eyed, bushy tailed, 21 year old uh, young man that uh, was going to set the world on fire. And um, I had the good fortune of starting out at a radio station. Uh, in Wichita, Kansas, uh, that was, uh, it, by the call letters, KFDI radio. And KFDI was kind of the, um, if you will, the community radio station is a heritage country music station. And we made, um, uh, we, we made our living by selling direct to businesses. We didn't do a whole lot of advertising agency business, but we'd go out knock on doors, sell advertising to business owners. And so what I learned early on in media sales is, um, business owners are kind of funny about one thing. They want it to work. They, they're, not, uh, they're not into buying radio and just you know, to create art. Um, and so what I learned really fast was, as a media salesman, is you know, if it doesn't work, I'm not going to feed my family because these very nice, very polite business people, You know, I'd come in and they'd shake my hand and say, hey, thanks for trying, Richard, but it didn't work. So I learned pretty quickly um, how to create schedules and how to create um, commercials, that 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 created a response um you know there's a right way and a wrong way to use radio and if you use it the wrong way it's probably not going to work but if you do it right which again i was i, I worked there for uh close to 10 years and really kind of honed uh my uh my system if you will uh then um it, it's it works the working i mean it's magical the way it works so so after that, I moved to Kansas City and I was a sales manager here for a while. And uh, uh, after some ownership changes at the radio station, I decided to start my own advertising agency. Using uh, you know, and what I did different was using uh, what the way I look at media and the way I look at radio to bring to, and bringing that to business owners. And that's certainly different than what the conventional way that most advertising agencies will look at uh, buying a schedule or, or or putting together a media plan. So. Um, you know, been going 12 years. Uh, we get some fantastic results for our clients, and uh, and so um, you know, so far so good. So uh, so uh, it was. I'm still feeding my family with it. So we're pretty happy about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and the name of that company that that you own, the advertising uh, agency for, for radio.
0: You bet, First Person Advertising. And the reason I named it First Person, just real quick, is um, to me and what I learned in in all my years in media is the most effective type of advertising is done in the first person. So 99% of the advertising I do for my clients is either um, an a, a endorsement from a local radio talent or I put the owner on the air talking about his or her business because that's very powerful for people to get to know the owner through advertising. And then third is customer testimonials. So it's that three type of ad, three types of first person advertising that I see are head and shoulders more effective than any other type of advertising that uh, that, that you can do out there. It, it certainly is better than uh, you know some generic announcer voice you know saying right now you can get a special <laughs> offer on you know their family owned business since 1936. And that, those type of commercials just I don't find to be. Better.
1: Sure, absolutely. I can understand that. So that's uh, kind of neat. Uh, understanding how you came up with your name to really reflect yes. what your values are and what you believe. So that's really cool. Absolutely. Well, Richard, let's let's get right into it. So, mistake number one. What is that that well, you see that contractors make when buying radio?
0: You know, the biggest mistake I see, Kyle, and the, and that's I put it as mistake number one because I I mean. We could end the podcast here because I think this is the biggest thing, and that is buying 30-second commercials. So in radio, the standard units are 30s and 60s, and the dirty little secret is that radio stations want to sell 30s. And the reason they want to sell 30s is because they view – a lot of radio stations view commercials – now, this is really surprising – as clutter – It just drives me crazy when I hear that that word, clutter, because it's not clutter. It's an advertiser's – it's a business owner's story. But they look at it as clutter, so they can run few or more 30-second commercials and sell more inventory at 30 seconds at a time than you can 60. Now, I've been doing this all of my life, and I still have difficulty writing an effective 30-second commercial. It's about 90 words. And it is it, it, it's enough room to just basically get out your name, what your product is, and then ask people to you know here's my phone number. And beyond that, it you really can't do much with a 30 second commercial. So with a 60, now the 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 line that people will hear from a radio station about a 60 second commercial, is, oh people get bored with the commercial and they lose interest and they tune out. And they, no, all of that is is. A, absolutely bull. And when I say that, I have no scientific study to prove it, but I know that every single one of my clients runs 60-second commercials, and none of them say, yeah, my customers are constantly calling me saying they're, you know, they get sick of listening to my commercials. It's just a radio station line to discourage people from buying 60s. The crazy thing is 60s and 30s with a radio station are usually the same price. So you get again, I'm no economist, but you get double the amount of advertising for about the same price or maybe even 20% more. Sometimes they'll price the 60s at a little higher. So so double the amount of time for 20% more money, worst case. Sounds like a pretty good deal to me. But the 60 allows you to set up a problem to show how your product or service solves that problem, then talk about the benefits, and then do a call to action. There's just much more time to sell and that's all advertising is. It's selling, and it's so difficult to sell in 30 seconds. So that, that's my a, a number one biggest mistake that I would like to – if I could change the world, I would change the way uh, business owners do that and never buy another 30-second commercial again from a radio station by 60s because it's just much more effective, and, and, and it's just it, – it will give you so much more of a chance to pitch your product.
1: And so what would you say uh, to those uh, little filler commercials, the little 10-second stuff and the little blurbs that they say, well, you know, you're going to get, you know, a million more mentions a month if you, you know, uh," and I know a little later on we're going to be talking about in the next step here, the packages, but when they try to throw all these little things in there, what what are your thoughts on those, you know, really short snippets?
0: Well, that's an excellent question, Kyle, because that's become kind of a Uh, that's become kind of a fad in media buying is, you know, buying 10s and 15s. I don't necessarily have a problem with them um, as a support of your 60-second backbone. I mean, think of it when you're like buying, you're investing with your 401k, and they talk about, um, you know, they talk about your core holdings. The 60-second commercial should be your core holding. That should be the backbone of your schedule. And then if you want to pepper in some – you know 5 second billboards or little 10 second blurbs or something like that if you still got if you can buy the 60s and enough 60s to be effective and then support it with those short little blurbs great but do not make the backbone of your schedule those little blurbs because you just aren't going to create enough frequency uh, to get people to to cause people to uh, to uh, take action sure. now if you're just if you're just into branding and I mean, if literally you can, you you know, as a business owner, you can say, I'm going to take this, this, um, advertising budget of mine. Don't care if anybody calls me, I'm just going to spend it and just hope that everyone remembers my name because of it. Great by tens and fifteens. If you're not expecting any kind of a result, but if you, you know, I've yet to meet that client, I would, if, if any of the anyone listening is that type of client, please call me because, uh, I've never had the, I've never had the luxury of not being accountable to my clients for results, but most people that I meet are like, "Yeah, we want fo- the phone to ring." You know, if we're going to spend this money, and and that's that's what uh, you know that that's what 60s are going to do, and 15s are, in my mind, they're somewhat of a waste of money. Back to the economics, real quick: the 15-second commercial will cost about half of what the 60-second commercial at most radio stations. It might be 40%. So yeah. again, you're getting 20, or you're getting 75% less time. But you're paying about half the cost. Again, I barely made it out of Econ 101 in college, but I know that's a bad deal.
1: Absolutely, and I, a little personal story just on myself here. When it comes to you know branding on radio. Uh, There's a lot of, uh, you know, advertising um, people outside of our industry, essentially outside of the home improvement space that, you know, have really sold um, some places that I worked at on the idea of branding before I got there that, hey, if we just be on the radio long enough and you spend enough and you're there and you really own that, that eventually when someone thinks Windows, you know, or thinks this product they're going to buy, you know, you're going to be top of mind to them. And so I was, uh, you know, working at a place that they had done radio for like a year and they had never really put a call to action because it was just that branding, but they were sold on such the idea that eventually magically people will just start calling because you're going to be the known brand. And, um, you know, I really debated with, you know, ownership that, Hey, we really, you know, this is really Tying up our budget that we've got to get a call to action. We have to see immediate results off of these commercials. Uh, And of course, the advertising person said, oh, well, you know, that's going to be just like drugs. You're going to get addicted to the leads you get uh I hope so I hope you can supply enough that we're addicted and we just keep buying more and more because that that'll make sure we stay with you if you can get us the leads and sure enough we put together uh, and I believe it was a 60 second commercial that uh, had a you know big call to action and you know sale and everything and, and we capitalized um, you know on that and that's what we you know ran its course with and we had some results you know with radio then at, at that point so it's just kind of interesting that uh, again uh, at the entry of the show I said I, I've certainly paid the dumb tax when it comes to radio, so it's, it's good to hear yeah, the good things to do. Yeah,
0: and I, as you and I were talking, that's where most advertising people and business owners get it flipped upside down. They think if they do enough branding, they'll, then they'll sell some product. In my world, I think if you sell enough and consistently enough and you're constantly selling with your marketing, then you'll brand yourself. Yeah. So the main goal should be selling, and branding is kind of a, a an added benefit. It's not the other way around. It's not the main goal, let brand, and, oh, but, you know, if we sell a few things, hey, that's great. It, it It's exact.
1: Yeah, you can brand yourself broke, too, so.
0: Yeah, no doubt.
1: Uh, and so uh, that kind of brings us to mistake number two.
0: Yeah, so mistake number two, I call it is buying packages. Now, what a package is, I'm sure every business owner has had a radio uh, that's listening, that has had a radio rep. Stumbling in their office saying, Well, we've got this great package that our sales manager put together. You can buy twenty four commercials of twenty-four commercials, uh, 24 commercials and, and run them before the end of the month, and it's only, you know, eight hundred and sixty-two dollars. And, you know, that's a really good rate, and we think you should buy it. And, you know, my, my thing is if you do buy one of those, the, the radio station should send you like a bottle of wine and a big thank you card. Because what you're doing is you're you're buying advertising the way they want you to buy it you're not buying it necessarily for what's best for you so i would avoid those packages they're they're just it's they're generally consisting of broad rotators that rotate you know six a to seven p it's impossible to create frequency there's not enough commercials in them it's kind of a well let me stick my toe in the water and see if it works and that's all wrong i mean you you, really you might as well write a check out to richard oatman for the same amount and just put it in the mail to me and i'll send you a thank you card because <laughs> it's almost impossible to to advertise like that and see any kind of direct results from it so you know i, I always tell uh, uh business owners i've got a, i've got a a really good phone script and we're gonna role play it here and um and um i'll tell you what kyle you see the script in front of you i think and yep. so i'm gonna be the rep okay Hello, Kyle. We have a graded package available for you this week. Would you like to buy it? No. Exactly. So that's that's the script I want business owners to listen to. Don't buy packages. So it it works much better. You know, I work I've got a client, uh, Kyle up in he's a roofer up in Detroit and he was doing a lot of this package buying. He wanted to advertise, but he he wasn't advertising. I mean, he wasn't doing anything consistent. He didn't have any kind of a plan, but he would, you know, he he had a relationship with a couple of radio reps so they'd come in every once in a while and and he'd purchase this package or that package and never really saw any kind of result. When when he contacted me and we sat down and we put together a comprehensive plan, and started advertising the right way on a consistent basis with 60 second commercials, his advertising just absolutely took off and he did well in 2020 in a pandemic year, he did over a million dollars in radio leads. And he's crazy about, uh, about tracking those leads, but over a million dollars in sales in just radio leads. So it's very, very powerful when you do it right and, and stop buying those packages.
1: Yeah. And the, you know, Just kind of going back to my own experience at at being a marketing director and and dealing with these reps, you know, some of those packages seem seem like the right thing to do. They seem, you know, it makes sense that hey, if because you do this and we can add this, and then you got this, and then we can reduce it to that, and you know, all that kind of stuff, and then um, you know, it it makes sense. So uh, definitely love that mistake because. Um, and and just how to get over it. And so, what do you think about people creating essentially their own package?
0: Well, I, that that's what you need to do with radio. Is you create when you buy a schedule, you create your own package. You create your own schedule. And so, um, you know, so that but that is done on a comprehensive, long term basis with some consistency and some forethought. It shouldn't be done. Um, spur of the moment, you know, again, remember that person sitting in front of you is a sales person. So they're trying to sell you the inventory that they need to get sold. Um, it's not necessarily the right one for you. But yes, as far as creating your own package, that happens um, during the buying process of, of media. And um, it, it's something that, you know, again, what I, I had the good fortune of working with a lot of business owners, and I did a lot of trial and error on what works and what doesn't. So when I put together my own air quotes package, what I'm doing is from 30 years of experience, I'm putting together a schedule that I know is going to work. Um, you know, and and the, the discounts that they talk about with those packages, Kyle, are you know they are discounted. But first, you have to ask yourself off what. I mean, is it like sticker price with a with a car dealer, or you know, what's it discounted off of? And generally they're not any better deals than you can get if you just negotiate with the radio station on a bigger buy and and they're not giving you rates that they wouldn't normally give. I I promise you
1: that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And and so this kind of ties right into the next mistake, uh, mistake number three, which is.
0: Yeah. A a lot of people, um, when they put together a radio schedule and as I talked about those packages generally involve large rotators. So, The radio station, the mistake number three is buying rotators instead of buying day day parts. And here's what I mean by that. So the radio station really loves to sell broad rotators. So 6A, to you buy a commercial that can run any time between the hours of 6A and 7B. Why does the radio station like that? Well, it gives them the freedom to move your commercial around to wherever they have room. So it helps them manage their sales inventory. The problem is radio is a frequency medium. I, 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 if, if we could, again, remember one thing off of this. Radio works on frequency. You have to hammer the same people over the head over and over and over again in order to sell your product to them. So by your commercial running one day at you know 6.03 in the morning and the next day at 2.12 in the afternoon and the next day – at, you know, 1035 in the morning, the next day at 648 in the evening, you're not creating any frequency because generally you're not hitting the same people over and over. So when I buy a schedule, I buy specific day parts and you pay a little bit more, you know, the the trade-off with those rotators are, you do get a little bit better deal. You get a little, little bit lower price, but it far, you know, heck, I don't care if it's 50%. If it doesn't work, then it's not worth whatever lower price you're selling. I mean, you're buying it for. So I buy specific day parts. I'll put two spots in the morning, two spots in the midday, and two spots in the afternoon, and I'll narrow the day parts, You know, 7A to 9A, uh, 11 to 1P to catch the lun- lunch crowd, and maybe 3P to 6P to catch the going-home crowd. It's a much more effective way of, of, of catching that same audience over and over and over than those rotators.
1: Yeah, and um, you know, I was recently on another podcast talking about how, you know, the little guys can compete with the big guys and, and generally what we say with that is, you know, you have to own that space that you're in. So even if it's just one neighborhood that you're marketing to you can, cons- you know, if you're, you know, just a single guy operation, you can compete with the Giants if you just focus on that one neighborhood. And I think that's the same thing you're getting across here when it comes to radio, that uh, you have to own essentially that segment of radio and have that repeat exactly. that, that you are that big guy. So even if, even if you're maybe a smaller home improvement company that doesn't have the budget of some of the bigger, almost national brands now that are out there uh, in that time slot to that listener group, you can certainly own that space. which would you say that's a fair Correctly. assessment
0: if you hit hit that one person that you know and we're all creatures of habit we're all listening to the radios we brush our teeth in the morning about the same time and we're all driving home at about the same time listening to the same radio station so if you're there every day or three or four times a week over and over and over they think you're a lot bigger than you really are and it, it, you're, you're absolutely right kyle it's owning that space
1: Awesome. And so um, kind of tying into these last two mistakes is mistake number four.
0: Yeah. And that I, I titled that um, buying radio schedules that don't work. And, and then I thought, well, you know, that's a little bit too broad. So so really what, what I mean by that is you buy a schedule that generates too little frequency over too short a time frame. And, and your ad just really isn't heard by the same people over and over and over. So, so again, the biggest mistakes I see is people, business owners, will buy. You know, that again, they're they're a little bit uh, anxious about getting into this radio advertising thing, and you know, it is a, a pretty decent sized budget figure. And then they so they buy too few commercials, and they put them over too few of weeks, and too broad a rotation. Again, back to that previous mistake of buying broad rotators, and and they it just you know it just doesn't work. And, I always, one of my favorite sayings, I, a sales trainer a long time ago said to me is, You guys remember the seven dirty words of, of radio. And, you know, anybody old enough to remember George Carlin can remember his yep. seven dirty words. And, well, it's not, it, it, there's a new one that I can repeat over your podcast. So you can read breathe, breathe, breathe a sigh of relief, Kyle. I'm not going to say those. But uh, the seven dirty words of radio are, I tried it once, it didn't work. And and as a radio rep we we would hear that over and over and over. And I'm sure a lot of the business owners listening can identify with that. Yeah, I tried radio, it it, it failed miserably. I feel like I threw my money away. You know, I, I'm not gonna go back and try it again. I mean, you know, it's kind of definition of insanity kind of thing. But the the way to make it work is really just consistency. If you if you have these schedules And you do it regularly um, with a predictable boringness. I always say the first person to get uh, sick of a radio schedule and a radio ad is the business owner, the guy paying or the gal paying for it. Um, And you want to focus on reaching those same people over and over and over again rather than trying to shotgun your approach and, you know, buy three different stations and only run, you know, Eight different eight spots a week, but you know you you feel like oh I've got to reach this station and I got to reach these country people and I got to reach these you know uh, adult contemporary people and I want to be on the news talk station and you got to focus 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 and concentrate your forces at one specific point of the front and attack little Sun Tzu war theory for you there
1: yeah and I uh, you know have a, a thought on that too uh, just remember back from my you know media purchasing days and buying radio uh, for a company that I was at that. Most of the radio stations, and certainly you can correct me if I'm wrong here, is that they usually have multiple stations under their umbrella. And uh, what I tend to find when they were trying to put packages together is that they always, you know, included in the stations that you probably shouldn't have been on anyways, because it didn't really reach who you were trying to. But because I'm assuming their sales manager is like, well, you know, we got to fill up this station also. And so, um, you know,
0: absolutely correct.
1: And yeah, so instead and of just taking those, you know, let's call it a thousand commercials and, and dumping them all into one station that reaches your group over and over and over and over again, now they got these all spread out between six different stations. And I think that's where they fall into schedules that don't work and rotators and all that kind of stuff. But I think for the average, you know, the average uh, home improvement company, that's a lot for them to look at schedules and really know what will and will not. And just to really, and I think that's where, you know, using someone like you uh, that already has the expertise and has these things figured out can really, you know, help jumpstart somebody, um, you know, to that. So,
0: Yeah. And, and I look at it this way too. I mean, it, it, you can be successful by using an account rep at a radio station that's experienced and knowledgeable and understands. And again, I have to stress understands how to create results using the medium But short of that, and there's, you know, uh, everyone, I I, I believe that these radio stations are all good and well-intentioned people. I don't think there's anyone, you know, trying to get one over on the business owners. But a lot of times they're just poorly trained or they just don't have the experience or knowledge of how to create results. There's media professionals, there's, and, and you talked about the person that you, were, uh, you, know, you dealt with that wanted you to brand, and let's brand it. Let's brand ourselves to de- out of business, like you said. Um, you know, there's media professionals that have no clue how to make this work. They're, they just do the same stupid things that they were trained to do when they were new in the business, and they just keep repeating them because they think that's the right way. Um, so, yeah, some professional help for someone that understands how to use the medium to generate results. We don't give a whip about generating rating points or generating a cost per point. We want the phone to ring, and and, and that's where we we have to be focused on, when it, whether it's an account rep that you're buying through or a media person or an agency or something, focused on making the phone ring. And I hate to say it. Unfortunately, in that industry or in the media industry, it's as rare as hen te- hen's teeth, as my grandpa used to say. Uh, it's uh, it's really difficult to find people that are there to generate results.
1: I agree, um, and coming into the next mistake uh, is certainly something that I see uh, as technology has changed um, yes. and radio stations, you know, are now competing against. You know, different streaming companies, different ways, you know, satellite rated, different ways that um, consumers can hear uh, and listen. Now, podcasts are becoming really popular. And so uh, mistake number five is?
0: Yeah, the Mistake number five is buying what I call add-ons and what's a term in the industry is add-ons that really don't do anything to generate phone calls. So you're absolutely right. Radio companies have discovered that there's all this money being spent in digital marketing and and they're getting in on the action which is okay but they're getting in on the action um they're throwing these useless things in that you know create impressions but they're not causing the phone to ring and don't get me wrong there's a i mean obviously digital i'm not gonna be one of those people who say yes this internet thing is a fad kyle it's <laughs> to half. i mean clearly digital advertising plays a major role in any healthy uh, uh media plan however a lot of times these account reps aren't exactly digital marketing experts and they're going they're gonna want to throw in, you know, streaming advertising for three bucks a spot. And you know, if you spend five hundred dollars, then you know, or actually they sell by the impression, which is worse. That's a whole nother podcast. But um, but they, they throw in these extras that it's just kind of one of those as a business owner you're like, yeah, okay, sure, fine, let's do that, because I know I need to be doing some digital, so this sounds good. My advice, don't buy it. Buy radio from radio people and buy TV from TV people and hire yourself a really good digital agency and let them take care of your digital plan. Um, you know, these tile ads and the streaming ads and, and so on and so forth, let me tell you, I haven't had much luck in making them work. And I haven't heard a whole lot of people that are like, yeah, I ran this banner ad on the radio station's website, and I got 40 phone calls last month off of it. I mean, it's crazy. We just <laughs> need to leave that alone, focus on buying radio from radio people, negotiate your best deal for your on-air schedule, and then ask them a, before you sign. You're holding the pen on your, in your hand. You're about to touch the piece of paper and sign it, and then you look at them and you say, well, hey, can I get a bonus duplicate schedule on your stream or – uh, what kind of banner ads can you give me to go along with this as a bonus or added value? Um, or you know, hey, can I get fifty percent of these uh, of my value that I'm spending with you? Can I get that back in like news, weather, traffic sponsorships? There's all radio is the most negotiable product in the world, in my opinion, and you, it's really, really easy to get. These uh, these little add-ons when you're buying a radio schedule. So that would be my advice: is don't buy these add-ons; negotiate them into the contract.
1: Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. And I mean, the worst they can say is no, right? I mean, so. yeah,
0: exactly. That's, that's exactly right. And and Kyle, I I work with a uh, uh, a good story uh, to to exemplify this. I work with a siding dealer down in Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, and and when he came to me. I noticed a lot of his radio buys that he did has the, have these on here, and I said, now, are you are – you, is this producing leads or sales for you? He said, well, I don't think so, but I just seems like I should be doing it. I'm like, no. Okay, I'll tell you what. We're going to drop all these. We're going to get them out of here. I'm going to refer you to a good digital agent, and we focused everything that we were doing um, onto radio. And I mean last year, again, phenomenal year. Didn't. I think he told me he did seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in radio lead sales, um, and that's all from kind of cleaning the junk out of his spending budget and putting it towards um, you know something productive, which is radio ads.
1: Sure, absolutely. Um, and I know back again back in my you know buying radio days that. There were a few of those extra things, you know, that did work out for us. For example, on, you know, their website got a lot, a lot of traffic on it, and you know, we were able to put like our sweepstakes, you know, advertisement on there. And you know, at the time, a lot of people are going to their website, and that certainly, you know, a form fill, you know, will take it. But that certainly alone, you know, getting it as an add-on that you know they're throwing in essentially for free because you've already negotiated. And as you said, you know, certainly helped that roi a lot more than them putting it in there and charging you for it so
0: without a doubt without a doubt, and they will always i mean they even though you know the radio stations that deal with me know that i, I again I'm, I'm i'm kind of an old radio hound they know i've you know been around i, I understand the inside of a radio station i've I've, play, I've i've tried to pull all the tricks they try to pull um they'll still try to pitch me did you know adding on digital to my clients and and in in 12 years I have not said yes a single time. Uh, and I would just advise people to, to do the
1: same. Awesome. So it sounds like they can use the uh, phone script that we practiced before just, <laughs> yeah, no. That's right. Works well role play that. script, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and so that's bringing us to uh, the last and final mistake number six, uh, which I think is one of the biggest ones, and that is? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's not having a good system of measurement in place. So the, the clients that I deal with, which are really the – that have the most sophisticated systems of measurement in place, always, always are the happiest clients that I deal with. They're the ones that see the results of their marketing. Look, I get it. If I was writing that big check every – uh, every, uh, month. And, and I'm like, well, did we get anything off this? I mean, you could have gotten four, if you're not measuring, you could have gotten 40 or 50 leads. You could have, you know, gotten a hundred thousand dollars in sales off radio, but if you're not measuring it, you don't know. So it still feels like you're just taking hundred dollar bills and throwing them up in the end of the wind. So the clients that are the most satisfied with their marketing plan are the ones that are really, 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 um, uh they, they really measure with, with a that's a big deal and it's part of their culture. And the inverse is also true. The the people who do the least amount of measuring or don't measure are generally unsatisfied with their uh with their marketing. You know, in the old days we just had to trust Sally at the front desk when the person called in to say, How did you hear about us? And sometimes when Sally was having a good day she remembered and when sometimes when Sally was having a bad day she didn't and it was very inconsistent and very uh very difficult to do you know rarely are you going to get a phone call where someone calls up and says um uh, Mr. Powers um I just want to let you know um I heard your commercials on WXYZ and I think they're fantastic and I heard one today and that's why I called you uh you know I, I'm saying that the rarely will say that unprompted so so what I recommend that everybody does and there's all there's a gamut of, of doing it, but you can be as low tech as making it a multi touch system where the 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 person who answers the phone asks how did you hear about us? The salesperson asks, How did you hear about us? The installer, when they're finishing up the job, says, Now how did you hear about us? And the person the quality control person that follows up says, Now tell us again how you a multi touch system where multiple people are responsible. For asking how did you hear about our company is a really really and you can do that all the way up to a high tech. I know there's apps out that you know have people uh, go ahead and fill out the Google review or the uh, Angie's List review right there on the app. Uh, or uh, you know one of my favorite is um, you know these uh, these websites like CallSource.com where they'll assign you a unique phone number and you know believe it or not people still hear a phone number on the radio and call that phone number. I know this is a fact. So, um, although a thing like call source isn't 100% foolproof, it will give you an idea of, of the number of people that are calling that number, and you know they're only hearing it or seeing it on radio or TV or in your direct mail you know, or something. But you have to have some kind of measuring stick to see how your marketing is doing. And even a system like MarketSharp, you know, which I know is pretty ubiquitous in the industry, um, and will allow you to track leads, um, from call in, uh, and you can monetize that investment all the way down to the sale. So it, I, with all of my clients, I'll sit down at the end of the month and we'll go over, you know, how many leads did we get? How many sales did we get off that? We'll get a, uh, we'll assign a cost per lead, cost per sale, cost of marketing percentage. Uh, we're able to run all of these analytics and allows us to be much more efficient with where we're putting our money rather than, you know, kind of the hope and pray system
1: absolutely i couldn't agree with you more that that having the tracking systems in place whether they're the baseline you know just having your people ask all the way through um you know the process of the customer um you know we at tony hody training consulting have our brand ambassador program that's doing really well uh for clients is simply a marketer going back after the job's installed you know taking some pictures getting reviews you know repeat referral you know radius and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but one of the questions I like to ask on that on that visit is, you know, hey, how did you hear about us? You know, what what brought you to us? But I also like the side of a lot of times you'll ask that customer maybe on the phone, you know, hey, how'd you hear about us? And they'll say something like TV. Oh, I saw your ad on TV, and you're not running TV. Exactly. Right. And, and that, so that, that that's the thing there too. So as as you mentioned before, I think we could have a whole nother podcast just talking about tracking leads and really figuring out where your marketing dollar is going. Um, you know, I, I believe it was Henry Ford that said something about he knows half his marketing doesn't work. He just wish he knew what half, right? Yeah. Um, doesn't and, know what, what half. Yeah, exactly. And so um getting in you know, on that is I, I putting those steps that you said, you know, whether it's low tech or high tech to figure that out, but also realizing it's still not a perfect science and that you have to kind of think about what can you attribute possibly to that. But also, I think a lot of people fall in the trap uh, that 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 radio salesperson, you know, they like to, and I mean, TV, you know, any of them have, have, are kind of guilty of this, where they want to try to say, well, you know, you may not know where it's coming from, and that's okay because it's just you just keep spending money with us, and all's going to be yeah. well.
0: And that that is a, that is absolutely again, it's the it's that media person is not wanting to be accountable for results because they've never been accountable for results before um, and, or they don't know what they're doing. So the only feedback they've ever gotten from their uh, clients are negative. Like, you know, best case scenario, I don't know if it's working. Worst case scenario, I haven't had a phone call in three months off this thing. It's terrible. So they're, they hide from the accountability by saying, oh, you, just, you, you can't track it. You just I say again, bull, You can track it. Radio is very trackable if done right. People will say, "I heard your ad on the radio." When you ask them, sometimes if done right, uh, they'll say, "You know, I mean, if you're using a personality like uh, I've, I've got this uh, uh, kitchen and bath remodeler in uh, in Columbus, Ohio, and they're using Glenn Beck as a uh, to do their commercials," and he said. You wouldn't believe the number of times people are sitting there writing me a $10,000 uh, down payment for the job going, well, if Glenn Beck says you're a good company, then that's the kind of company I want to do business with. So they can track it if it's done right. That's, that's a lie. Now, it's not perfect. Again, somebody hears the radio ad, they see the direct mail piece, and then they sit down and they Google you know, window replacement in Cleveland, Ohio – um, and they find uh, the, the, the name of the a business and they're like, oh, yeah, I've heard them on the radio. They call in and you say, well, how'd you hear about us? Well, I Googled you. That's how. So there, it's, you're never going to get it perfect, but you can get an, enough of an idea to allow you to manage the process.
1: Absolutely. And, and Richard, it kind of brings us to our last segment of the show here called Power's Powerful Points. And what powerful points do you have to kind of sum up this whole uh, episode here on, on getting radio done correctly?
0: Yeah, well, basically three points, Kyle. And I think there, you know, I, I, I do want people to remember this when going through it. And the first one is there's absolutely no, no foolproof, surefire way to get guaranteed results every time. And if someone ever comes to you and says, I guarantee I can get you this return on your investment or that. Just run. Just run away um, because they're lying to you. And so um, I always liken it to – I like to play blackjack when I go to Las Vegas. And uh, if there's any blackjack players out there, you know the system of when to hit and when to stay and based on what the dealer's showing, you know that that increases your odds of winning to the most you can possibly uh, get them to. Um, The house still has a slight advantage, but it's your best odds possible. So what I say is when you do radio and TV and any advertising correctly, it increases your odds beyond just hope and pray. And so that's, you know, that's kind of how I, what, I, uh, what I tell people with that. Secondly, if you eliminate these mistakes that I talk about, you're going to increase the efficiency of your advertising investment, bar, you know, no question. So again, it's all about increasing those odds and making it more likely to make it work. Um, and then finally, just be careful who you trust. Again, there's a lot of well-meaning, good people in the radio and, and media business, nice people, but um, uh, you have to be careful about who you're going to trust with that investment because they're all there to sell advertising, and just very, very few of them know how to produce predictable, regular results um, they don't very, as I always say, very few of them know how to use the medium. They know how to sell the medium, but very few of them know how to use the medium.
1: Absolutely. Um, I think those are some great points. And, and Richard, if the listeners were interested in into speaking to you more about radio and the services you provide, how might they get a hold of you?
0: Well, um, again, the name of my business is First Person Advertising. Website is pretty simple, firstpersonadvertising.com. And then you can email me at Richard at com, And first is spelled out with an F. Um, And uh, shoot me an email. I'm happy to give a, you know, kind of a free upfront consultation uh, to anyone who wants to talk about this. As you can tell, I'm pretty passionate about it. I love talking about it, Um, you know, and and, uh, to use a... Uh, to use a term in the uh, home improvement business, a free, no-obligation consultation. Uh, you know, I, I don't expect anything. I just, lo- I really do love helping, and I got a heart for the uh, home improvement industry. 100% of my clients are home improvement people, um, and and I just have a heart for that industry, and and really want to. I want to help, and and if there's something that I can do uh, to help with their media plans and advertising plans, uh, we'll, we can talk about it at that point too.
1: And uh, Richard, I assume I'll be seeing you at uh, LeadCon 2021 here uh, that we're going to be Absolutely having.
0: Absolutely. Looking forward to that. Um, listen, I'm I'm sitting here and uh, I'm not up in the, the uh, great white north like you, but I'm sitting here in Kansas City and I'm looking at three inches of snow on the ground and the uh, temperatures that haven't been out of the 20s in two or three weeks. And I'm looking forward to Orlando, Florida, Mr. Powers. And so when I, I was a happy man when I got that uh, email from you. Looking forward to uh, sharing with, uh, listening to people at uh, LeadCon. I, it was a great experience the last time I was there. And, um, man, I, I hope to see a lot of people there.
1: Yeah, and for the listeners, absolutely. Uh, we've had a tremendous response of people signing up in in you know, roaring to go uh, to get down there. So not only to, you know, learn about, again, what you discussed, the mistakes that people make in radio and, and how not to make them and actually get a return on your radio and investment. But, I mean, it, the entire lead con is, is just that, how to, how to generate leads cost-effectively and, and to get profit into your business. Um, and you so, again, again I hope to see a lot of people there. And, Richard, I thank you so much for your time today and look forward to seeing you in Orlando.
0: I look forward to it, Kyle, and thank you very much for your time.
1: Thank you for listening to the Lead Gen Leaders
0: Podcast. For a free consultation on how Tony Hody Training and Consulting can assist with your home remodeling business, please visit TonyHody.com. That's T-O-N-Y-H-O-T-Y.com. Thank you for listening.